Welcome to Arate Today, the place where personal development meets personal responsibility and you are encouraged to reach your highest human potential. Jen Pipe is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and lifelong learner on a mission to positively impact the world through the powerful combination of community and creativity. Her main goal is to be better each day than she was the day before, and she is sharing her knowledge so you can do the same. So don't wait for things to happen. Go out and make them happen. It's time for you to be the intentional creator of your life with your butt in the driver's seat and your foot on the gas. Now, buckle your seatbelts because we're about to go for one hell of a ride. Hello, friends. How are you? This is Jen Pipe from Arate Today. It is so hard for me to believe that we are almost closing the final page in the book of summer 2014. This it's just flown by. And I know that last time I recorded a podcast, we were just at the beginning of the summer, really. And I'm not really sure where all the time has gone, but depending on where you live, the 2014-2015 school year is either now underway or will be getting underway shortly. For us, we have about two weeks left um, where I am. And that being said, you know what happens before the kids go back to school. We go back to school shopping. So I took my kids shopping this past weekend. And in Massachusetts, it was the tax-free holiday, which is, you know, it's a government thing. They try to get more people into the stores. You don't have to pay sales tax on your purchases, blah, blah, blah. So it makes what is typically a busy time of year in the retail stores even 10 times busier. People are out buying big ticket items like laptops. They're trying to get all of their school supplies free of sales tax. So it can be hectic. Um, In terms of us, three of us, we had a very productive and enjoyable time, which is thankfully more than I can say for about 60% of the other families that I saw while I was out and about that day. Now, I have not podcasted in a long time, which on one hand makes me kind of feel like shit because I promised in the last episode that I was going to get back on a regular schedule as the summer got underway, but life happens, so I'm going to do what I would tell any of you to do if you came to me feeling bad or guilty. I'm going to tell myself to forgive myself and move on, and that's what I'm going to do, so here I am. It's my back-to-school edition of Arate today. I hope you enjoy it. What I want to do right now is give you some real-life tips and tricks. And the goal today is to help because we all get frazzled. And these little people, we love them so much, but, oh, my God, can they push our buttons. So I really would love to help at least some people avoid what I saw happening over and over and over again while I was out and about with my daughters last weekend. So, you know, as I was out and we were in, you know, big box stores like Target, we were in retail stores like Marshall's and Bob's Sporting Goods. Um, You know, I was a mixture of appalled by and inspired by what I saw after about six hours of shopping with my kids. And I knew, I just knew that I had to podcast about it because it's going to help someone. It's going to change someone's life. It's going to save someone from high blood pressure, (laughs) at least short-term high blood pressure. So, you know, my goal is to really try and eliminate some of the bickering and the fighting and the frustration that can accompany situations like this, the back-to-school shopping, the frenetic 
energy that accompanies a transition in seasons and a transition in pace of life. And, you know, I saw so many families floundering over the weekend. And I, I just knew that in that moment, if I can pass this information on, I can do some good here. And I know that sometimes when you're in it and you're with your kids, it just might seem like kind of an, an, an inevitable rite of passage to bicker and quarrel and, you know, cut each other down. But it's really avoidable if you implement a few key strategies. And, and the key here is wanting to implement these strategies. So we're all different and I'm not pretending to be under your roof knowing exactly what's going on, but I do know for a fact that these tips will help. So let me take a step back first and review some of what I witnessed. So I'm sure you've been privy to similar displays while you've been out and about, or maybe you possess firsthand knowledge of what I'm referring to because you've had those moments with your kids. And I'm not here to judge. I'm here just to, you know, tell you I've got your back. We're all doing the best we can. We all have those moments and we can all move on from it. So we're all in this together, but back to the weekend. So my girls and I, we started out at Target. We took a quick stop to Starbucks first. We got some liquid fuel, you know, just kind of reviewed what was going to happen while we were out. And we pop into Target and it's packed and there's barely any carts left and the checkouts are full. But we make a beeline to the back of the store, to the back to school section. And, you know, in that particular moment, about 85 other families were doing the same exact thing. And to put it bluntly, it was sheer pandemonium. I mean, it was chaotic. And you know how you can feel energy? You can just sense like tenseness and anxiety. But I I could feel these frazzled atoms. They're just like ping-ponging about schizophrenically. And, you know, the energy was tense and it was anxious and it was completely uncalm. There were mothers barking orders at their kids who were two aisles away searching for their One Direction lunchbox and kids completely losing their shit in the middle of the aisle because they didn't have the pencil case they wanted or the color folder that the teacher said they had to have for math class. And then there was just this one mom, and and I feel for her because I know that there was probably just a series of events that caused her to lose her cool, but... You know, she snapped at her son. He jumped in front of my cart. No big deal. He didn't see me. He was smaller than the the corner of the aisle. I saw him. I stopped. And she just gave me this look of, like, embarrassment and angst. And I just summoned all of my loving energy that I had at that moment. And, you know, I smiled at her little boy. And I just said, it's okay. Like, he's not bothering me. We're all in the same boat here, and we're doing the best we can in these cramped quarters. And I'm just hoping that, you know, that little bit of empathy just helped her know that, like, she's doing a good job, and her son meant no harm, and, you know, it's crazy, and you're trying to look at this list, and you're trying to find the right colored pencils, and, you know, your kids are wandering, and it's okay. So, you know, I'm just hoping that maybe it helped her make it through the day (laughs) with just a little bit more encouragement. Um, so, you know, we, we made it through Target, fine, moved on from there, you know, and then I'm, I'm in the dressing room and I can hear the verbal warfare between parents and kids and, you know, parent A is screaming at child B because all they wear is yoga pants and they're sick of seeing them in yoga pants and, 
you know, this one's telling the mother that she looks like a hooch and there's just, you know, just so much negative, negative energy. And, you know, there's idle threats in the aisles. We're going to leave here right now and you won't get any school supplies. Okay. Yeah. We know that's not happening. You're going to leave there right now and you're going to have to come back out later. So I understand that there's countless members of society that shuffle through this ritual um, as if they'd rather have bamboo shoved under their toenails. But people, it does not have to be this way. I repeat, it does not and should not have to be this way. So what I want to do today is I want to give you a very simple five-letter acronym for how to skip happily through the end of the summer transitions and all of the back-to-school preparedness. I want you to remember this. It's called SCORE. This is something that I made up. It's something that I use in my house. I use it as often as humanly possible. And yes, there are days where I lose my cool and I don't use it. And there are days where I lose my cool and I regress. And that's okay. We all have those moments. But if we can focus on the score method more than we're focusing on the old ineffective methods, we're going to be in good shape. So first letter of the acronym S. It stands for setting firm limits. I like to advise people that you do this in advance of the trip. So in advance of wherever you're going, whether it's Walmart, a water park, the beach, a play date, you set the limits first so that everybody knows what to expect. Second point about this for the S is that you are not caving no matter what happens. So, for example, if you tell your child that he or she has a $250 limit for their back-to-school wardrobe, the limit remains $250 or less, regardless of how much they want that North Face jacket at the end of the trip, regardless of how much they tell you they need new headphones for their iPod. $250 means $250. Next letter, C. That stands for cues. It's very important to watch and look out for and take cues from your children when you're out and about. It also means being conscientious of your own cues. For example, don't leave the house at 10 in the morning, go straight through shopping until 5 at night. Your kids are going to get hangry. They're going to be crabby. They're going to be argumentative. And it's just not a pleasant experience. That's a cue. So another cue is understanding that one hour in a department store might feel like five hours to one of your kids or to you. So be aware and make adjustments accordingly. Also, too much stimulation and or too many choices while you're out and about can leave kids feeling overwhelmed and helpless. It's not ideal for a day-long shopping excursion. So I like to um, tell parents and tell people who come to me for this kind of information, you give people two, maybe three choices tops. Son, you can have the checkered Converse sneakers or you can have the striped Converse sneakers. Which ones do you want? Not, well, there's this whole aisle here, pick something. So you're making it easier for them to make a decision. O is for overwhelm. 
So you want to avoid feelings for avoid feelings of overwhelm as often as possible, both for you and for your children. They can feel your energy. If you're feeling overwhelmed and frazzled, they are going to feel overwhelmed and frazzled. It's the law of energy. Same as vice versa. If they're feeling overwhelmed, you're going to feel it. And it's just this like vicious cycle, like around and around on the carousel. So it's okay in order to avoid overwhelm to break up trips into smaller chunks. It's also okay to go out without your kids if you want to just get stuff done. It's also okay to shop online and avoid going out of the house at all. So those are things that, you know, we need to keep in mind. Um, it's also okay if things aren't going well to deviate from the original plan. And I know I said before you set limits, but the limits are always flexible. The goal is to approach this as a team, you know, to head out of the house with a team mindset. R stands for respectful language. So again, this one goes both ways. You have the duty and the obligation as a parent to speak to your child respectfully while also demanding respect from them in return. So there's really no need to bark orders, to preach, or to belabor a point when you're out doing back-to-school shopping. Simple yeses or nos or not right nows are perfectly acceptable, and really, they're all that's needed. So those one-word or two-word phrases should suffice if you're following all of the steps in this five-step method. There's just no room for nagging and nitpicking and, you know, all of the the banter that goes along with this. You know, the goal is to make it an enjoyable experience for everybody. E, final point, is to have expectations. You want to have them be firm yet flexible. So an example of this might be, um, Jane, you're not allowed to wear tank tops to school. That's firm expectation, but I'll allow you to get two for the weekends. That's being flexible. So Jane knows that she is not allowed to wear these items of clothing to school, but she loves them and you know you'll get some use out of, she'll get some use out of them on the weekends, so you're going to allow her to buy them for those occasions. That's flexible. Or another example would be, I expect us to make it through today with no arguing. Firm expectation. If we can accomplish that, we can stop at the playground on the way home. Flexibility. So if we make it through this unscathed, let's go have an enjoyable thing at the end of the day. That's a really good trade-off. Final example. You know, our primary goal today is school supplies and sneakers. Firm expectation. We know what we're leaving the house for. But if we happen to see any new pants in our travels and we have the extra time and or the money we can check that off the list too. Flexibility. So we know we're leaving the house. Our main objectives are to get school supplies and sneakers. That's the firm expectation. The flexibility comes in, well, if we're walking by a pair of pants and they're great and we have the A, time to try them on, and B, money to spend on them, we can get those off the list too. Flexibility. So... If you're wondering how I put this into practice with my own kids, I'll give you some examples that will hopefully help you out and help you to make this, you know, a practical application of the things that I've talked about today. Back to the weekend, last weekend, where we went shopping. 
So before we even left the house, before we even went to bed the night before, the expectation was, daughters, we will leave the house to go school shopping once your rooms are clean, the dog has been walked and fed, and your teeth are brushed, right? So that's, I was setting the expectation right there. No wiggle room. We're not leaving the house until these things are done. Then moving on from there, we had limits around money, how much money they were going to spend. So you each have $100 of my money to spend on clothes. You can add in your own money if you would choose to. In addition to that, I will personally purchase your soccer cleats and your school supplies. So their $100 didn't have to cover soccer cleats or school supplies. They were then given a budget of $100 to spend as they saw fit, understanding that there were some needs that had to come before their wants. So that is how I set the limits for the day. When we're leaving the house that morning, girls, these are the places we're going to go. We're going to Target. We're going to Marshall's. We're going to Nordstrom Rack. We're going to Bob's Stores. And I need to go to Barnes & Noble. I had to do that for me. That was setting limits and expectations. This is where we're going. These are the things we need to check off the list. I also told them that if there is time and or money left over and we are all still in good spirits, we can add another location to the list. So in that, I was flexible in my expectations. I finished that thought by setting one final limit. I am going to be home by 6 p.m. so I can get some work done. Firm, clear limit. Firm, clear expectation. So they knew how long I was going to be out, if all was going well. They knew where we were going. And then there was no ambiguity. It was all clear, black and white. My older daughter is in private school, so most of the school supplies are provided as part of her tuition. But my younger daughter is 10, and so she has to, you know, we have to buy her school supplies, most of them. So we get the list at the end of the year with her report card, and we had it out. And she wanted to be responsible for the list when we went shopping. So she wanted to hold on to it in her bag. She wanted to be the one that picked out the items in the store. I agreed to that. She's old enough now to take that responsibility with me there. Um, it's a confidence booster, boosts her self-esteem for her to be able to take that step and not have me, you know, micromanaging the process. She can read. She knows how to pick out a pack of number two pencils. So what we did prior to leaving was we both reviewed the list. We crossed off any items we already had. And then I reiterated that we were shopping off the list only, and she was instructed to look for, look for the least expensive items in each category. And I told her those will typically either be the store brands, we were in Target, or a brand name item that's on sale, for example, Crayola markers. So in that, I used respectful language, I instilled responsibility, and I set clear limits. When we got to the store, she was completely in control. I followed behind her with a carriage. I gave her a pen so she could check things off her list. It worked out brilliantly. She proved that she was responsible enough to handle that. I proved that I don't need to do this all on my own, that she's perfectly capable. And it was a win-win for both of us. Both of us felt fulfilled in that moment. Moving on. So, you know, after a few hours into the trip, 
and about 16 pairs of skinny jeans in the dressing room later, we were all in need of a break. So a couple daughters in the dressing room, I'm waiting outside. I yell in, girls, I know we said Nordstrom was next, but I think we could all use some food. You know, that's flexible expectations. I kept talking. I know you're anxious to get back to it, so let's go to Brugger's. It's quick and easy, and we should be back in Nordstrom's in 30 minutes. Respectful language, avoiding overwhelm. So, you know, again, sticking with the score method throughout this whole trip. Going back, and we're back in Nordstrom's now. My older daughter is trying on a pair of, like, you know, ripped, distressed jeans in the dressing room. Now, her school dress code doesn't allow for jeans like that, but I allow her to wear them on weekends. But we hadn't yet purchased everything that she needed for her back-to-school wardrobe. So she comes out of the dressing room with the ripped jeans on, and I said, I know you love those and would get a lot of wear out of them, but we're focusing on school items today, and those are not in dress code. If you get all of the items on your list and still have money left over, I'd be happy to bring you back for these jeans. Respectful language, honoring limits, and being flexible. Didn't cave, didn't go over the price point, told her in respectful language that I understood how much she loved them, and I was flexible. If we can later, we'll come back and get them. So, you know, in implementing all of these practices, my girls and I were able to have a really enjoyable day, a six-hour day of shopping, where everyone felt honored and respected and as if their needs were being met. So I think I'm just curious at that point. You know, are you following along? Are you seeing how just seamless this can be if you're paying attention Um, You know, if you can see the value in this, if you can see that these techniques can be used from everything, from play dates to homework, you know, from social situations to getting your kids to help with housework, this is a really simple concept when implemented and put into practice, but it's definitely not always easy. So simple doesn't always equal easy. Our kids, they're little contrarians and they can be tyrants. And the self-centered little buggers, they can really push our buttons. You know, kids, they're our blessings and they're our biggest triggers and they're also our greatest teachers. So I invite you to give these suggestions a try. Try them one, try them two, try them 20 times until it takes root. Keep working on it until it becomes effortless. You know, parenting, it's an art. It's not a science. And we have to be fluid and we have to be adaptive And, you know, we have to, we can read all the books in the world, but not every principle is going to work with every child. So tweak them a little bit if you have to, but keep at it. Don't give up. Don't resign yourself to the fact that the things that you do with your kids have to be miserable because they don't. Before I sign off today, I want to let you know that I'm going to be offering an online intensive class for parents beginning in October. By virtue of what I do professionally with this podcast and with my empowerment programs and with my art classes and with my upcoming book, I get approached by parents and children's alike, parents and children alike often asking for advice, asking for tips, asking for tricks. So the e-course that I'm offering is going to be focused on parenting for the 21st century child. What I want to do is explore 
concepts like effective parenting, the art of listening, strengthening the bonds with your child, navigating the digital world and its social media challenges. We'll cover bullying. We'll definitely take lots of time to cover how you can honor yourself through this process and so much more. We'll talk about innovative ways to solve common problems. We'll talk about how to cope with your child's moods. We'll talk about setting limits. We'll talk about resolving conflicts, both amongst the family and amongst peers. We'll talk about how your parenting style, whether or not you believe it, impacts your child's attentiveness and even more still. So early bird registration will be live soon for this course. If you're interested, please go to jenpipe.com, J-E-N-N pipe.com, and sign up on my homepage for my newsletter. I absolutely never spam. And like on a really good day, if I'm really incredibly on top of things, you might see two emails from me in a month, but it hardly ever happens. Um, but it's a way for me to keep in touch with you and it's a way for you to get timely information. I also want you, once you're in genpipe.com, to mouse over self-esteem through art. Go to the online classroom page. That is going to be my pre-course hub and you are going to want to stay tuned for what's going to be included in this class. It's going to be really awesome. It's going to be really robust. It's going to be a community and a tribe of parents, men and women, um, I'm guessing mostly women will sign up, but uh, men are welcome who, you know, can sort of just network together and or not. You can choose to stay completely anonymous if you want to. So I until next time, I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has been of value to you. Parenting, as we all know, is not for the faint of heart, and it really does take a village. As always, I want you to keep laughing, loving and learning. Until next time, peace. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Arete Today. As always, Jen has put together some engaging additional content in the show notes at jenpipe.com. That's where the conversation will continue. So click on the blog, stay connected, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Until next time, keep laughing, loving, and learning. And we hope to see you in one of Jen's upcoming classes or workshops.